1: And this Polynesian Bowl seems to be a showcase for for the balls. Um, Did you happen to see what Mike Matthews did uh, over the weekend? Give us an update. Derek says, Caleb, look outside. There might be a UFO above your house. True. Uh, But but people do agree with you that 24 is the year. Um, Trevor says, preach, Caleb. Okay, we're doing this for another day, probably tomorrow, actually. But uh, Caleb, um, Mike Matthews. Man, five-star prospect Polynesian Bowl, that's not quite the U.S. Army All-American Bowl and what it was. It is not quite the Under Armour All-American Bowl and what it once was that had the top 160 players combined. But it's still elite talent where skill position players can shine and show what they can be at the next level. Because skill position players, you can run skelly and go out there and you're not as physical up front. And you can build some chemistry in a week. Matthews did that with his quarterback. And Matthews was an absolute star over the weekend. Tell us about him in the Polynesian Bowl.
0: Yeah, so Mike Matthews um, had, was incredibly athletic, had a catch where he called over the middle, and he beat the corner off the line, called a pass over the middle, and then outran everybody into the end zone for a touchdown which is a big deal because Mike Matthews was recruited largely for his size. But if he's got that breakaway speed, we're talking a rare talent. Like Brew McCoy doesn't even have breakaway speed like that, quite honestly. And that's a rare, rare talent at wideout for Mike Matthews. Um, It's a bit – he was reportedly struggling with consistency in the middle of the game, but he still was named offensive MVP. And it's important to point out that his quarterback was Dylan Rayola, who actually was also wildly inconsistent too. So to be fair, when your quarterback is inconsistent as a receiver, a lot of times you're going to then be inconsistent as a as a, as a receiver. So I believe that Mike Matthews. Sorry guys, light fell over. Um, <laughs> I, I believe that Mike Matthews honestly um, is Dewey. I think he had he was the story of the Polynesian Bowl. He is the offensive MVP, and this is a look, it's more proof that Tennessee's wide receiver room is absolutely loaded this year.
1: Yep, and listen, Georgia fans aren't shaking in their boots, but the ones, like the people that are on, on this program right now that are really hardcore fans that keep up with recruiting are well aware that Mike Matthews left Lilburn, Georgia, um, and they're well aware that Georgia wanted him and he could have gone to Clemson, Southern California was on him. Uh, Alabama was on him. So this is a trending guy. I don't want to overanalyze recruiting as you accused me of earlier, but this is a trending guy kind of like McIntyre that um, proves that Tennessee is heading in the right directions. It's not a, Oh, you got to have a player now because Pruitt is close in the rearview mirror. He's not close anymore. This, this is a guy that proves the corporate, uh, the, the culture, the team culture that, that Tennessee has. And the fact, Listen, are we beyond the discussion of can Josh Heupel recruit in the SEC? Is this weekend the official end of the discussion? Not because of Herd, but because of Moya, McIntyre. Uh, we, we saw what Ma- Mike Matthews did. Are we officially beyond that discussion where, yes, NIL is a tool, but it's not a Band-Aid for the Vols and Josh Heupel, that he is a legit recruiter. I'm willing to make that statement right this second.
0: I mean, you're talking to a guy who thinks a coach's ability to recruit is massively overrated and that it's way, it's 95% the program infrastructure and 5% the coach's work ethic, and that's it. So that's how I've always believed with recruiting. Okay, but and... in this case,
1: he puts the infrastructure in. And I'm going to disagree with you because Philip Fulmer did a fantastic job recruiting and up Tennessee's recruiting from Johnny Major. So I think the coach, it's not all the coach. Nick Saban wasn't the only recruiter for Alabama, but I think it's a good 25% of it. I might. You're also
0: forgetting, okay, Phillip Fulmer's golden class was 1997. That happened to come on the heels of the one year that Tennessee had the largest stadium in college football, and they were the only 100,000-seat stadium in the SEC at the time. That was one of the biggest selling points. Also, because they were playing national, they were playing on national TV, non conference games every year, home and homes with schools like UCLA. That's what did it for Tennessee more than anything. I think Fulmer had the work ethic, and I'm not knocking the work ethic. I've always said recruiting is a, it, it's a, it's more of a, it's about a will, not an ability. Okay. You know, people think you have to be a good salesperson. Butch Jones was a salesperson. Look at how that worked out. Okay. Nick Saban is no salesperson. And he still scored on the recruiting trail because of the infrastructure of the program and the credibility he had. Um, as for, but I I will say this, Josh Ibel doesn't have to work that hard to recruit receivers anymore. And I think he recruits receivers with the best of them. And here's what Mike Matthews brings that, this is what he showed in the Polynesian Bowl. And this was big. And by the way, we got to get to Jordan Ross too, who also stood out in the Polynesian Bowl. But Mike Matthews specifically, outrunning everybody for a touchdown like that the physical big physical receivers, Brew McCoy and Cedric Tillman, is a big part of how Josh Heupel's offense goes. Georgia two years ago figured out how to shut that down because Georgia was like, "We'll play these corners, we'll play these receivers one on one, and they won't beat us down the sideline." And if the, if the whiteouts don't beat the corners down the sideline, Josh Heupel's offense falls flat on its face. So you need more speed at the whiteout spot. That's what Mike Matthews brings. Mike Matthews is the type of player where if he were on the team two years ago, Hendon Hooker probably beats Georgia in Athens, and. Strong,
1: strong. Some questions from the message board. I want to get to Sports Treasures, carrying over 5 million Sports Treasures, and so much more. Follow on Facebook for the best sports memorabilia daily updates. Facebook.com and go to Sports Treasures TN. Follow them there. Sports Treasures TN. Over 5 million Sports Treasures love their daily updates. So sign up uh, for that. A couple of questions concerning uh, Matthews, in particular, from the message board that I want to get to. Uh, first, Rob says, as far as hypo, yes, Dave, he has proved it as a recruiter. I agree. I don't think he has to have NIL anymore. Um, Jeffrey asked the question, Is does Matthews play next year? Funny enough, Jeffrey, I have a column that's pretty much done about this, but I wanted to confirm the midterm enrollees. Um, Matthews doesn't have to play this year to have an impact, and Tennessee likes to run a tight receiver rotation. So you may very well see Mike Matthews not be a big impact this year, but I don't think that's any cause for concern. Uh, He is is clearly one of those guys that Tennessee's leaning on. People already forget that Brew McCoy was kind of a Band-Aid guy, right? I mean, he was a transfer guy. They took risk on him. Brew McCoy could have showed up on campus and been a complete jerk given his background. He wasn't. So I don't think Mike Matthews has to play this year but he certainly could. Uh, Jordan Ross also, uh, the Polynesian Bowl was absolutely fantastic. Uh, Tell me about Jordan Ross, uh, Rick Terry Jewelry Design. They want to be your jeweler. Support our sponsors. That's why we're here. RickTerryJewelry.com. RickTerryJewelry.com. Looking for affordable game day jewelry? How about the Fire Opals? That's a Tennessee tradition. Rick Terry Jewelry Design. Jordan Ross is another five star i mean we're talking about two five stars in the same class i can't remember the last time that's happened Uh, i'll have to go back and look maybe you can help me off the top of your head but let's not forget because matthews gets the ball in his hands get all excited about him and he was the offensive MVP. jordan ross is a guy that could play this year
0: yes so uh on three actually said this is a quote from reported uh, Charles Power of On3, who said that no player flashed more throughout the Polynesian Bowl than Jordan Ross. Um, accordingly, uh, reportedly, he lived in the backfield all evening, stood out throughout the whole week of practice. He seemed unblockable off the edge. Six four and a half, 220 guy. Guys, what did I say last, two weeks ago? That I What question did we talk about? Is Tennessee becoming edge rusher you? James Pierce... And now Jordan Ross, and now we're seeing why Tyler Barron entered the portal. And because I don't think it was worth them opening the checkbook for Tyler Barron. I'll just say that. Jordan Ross is going to be a superstar for Tennessee. And this is a huge get. I, again, Tennessee's, by the way, that did not even include like Joshua Joseph. Some of the guys already on the roster right now. Shane Davian Bradley, David Hobbs. Tennessee's a factory for edge rusher talent more than any other position right now. And Jordan Ross is about to fulfill that void in a huge way.
1: Uh yes, but he's got to put it, but he may not be an impact player this year as well because he's at 220, which he came in weighed at the Polynesian Bowl. So he's put on five pounds, but he also has to he's probably got to put on twenty more pounds, right? I mean, and, and James Pierce probably finds the field more because Tennessee needs Uh, young players to step up so he's got well Ross
0: probably yeah he does Ross is probably going to back up James Pierce because Heifel I think he wants that smaller edge rusher at least on one of the spots so yeah Ross won't play next year that that I think that's so that's that's well documented but this is a guy who is part of when we talk about I still say Tennessee should be all in on 2024 but when you talk about the rock and the future of 20 uh, like Jordan Ross is a guy you really really zone in on for that
1: uh, guaranteed I like uh Jordan Ross I don't think he has to play this upcoming year but you bring him in in a pass rush situation on a third and 12. yeah I man I think he's an edge rusher that could be that type of guy we'll see the way he shows up on campus I don't I don't think he's a starter early on uh Trevor you asked that question now the next step for Tennessee football recruiting is what continue to prove that they can put guys in the league that's it and they really have they have laid a foundation of that. Um, you just need a stronger foundation and start to build up on levels. Uh, for those that are new, please uh, hit the like button. If you haven't subscribed yet, please do that. Go ahead and do that for just a second. But that's, that's the last piece in the puzzle is proving guys can play in the league. So you're probably hoping that uh, Jared Goff at some point decides to go elsewhere, even though he's having success with the Lions and Hendon Hooker is the starting quarterback. But let's not underestimate the star power that Peyton Manning uh, brought Tennessee when he was starring in the NFL, that all these guys, whether we're talking about, I mean, I saw Jalen Reeves-Maben with a sack yesterday. I mean, all of these guys having success in the NFL, that helps Tennessee because if if you're a smart prospect or a smart prospect's family, you're paying attention to where these guys that are starring in the NFL played in college.
0: No, I, I agree. And beyond Peyton Manning, we can go back to, you know, if you want to talk about the history of Tennessee as wide receiver, you Willie Gault starring in the Super Bowl with the eighty-five Bears, was a huge reason that Tennessee became wide receiver. You because Anthony Morgan came around for that. Um, then you obviously got Carl Pickens. I mean, how many stars did you have to commit? I, I, I know that they were wide receiver you before that with Stanley Morgan, but actually, that's a Think about this, Dave. Stanley Morgan and Willie Galt were the top two receivers in the '85 Super Bowl with the Patriots and the Bears. You don't think that became made Tennessee a pipeline for receivers after that?
1: It's a great point.
0: Yeah, first so, uh, that
1: was the first Super Bowl party I ever threw when I was 11 years old. By the way, and uh, we had snacks. Obviously, there was no alcohol, but we had we had snacks, and um, it was the biggest blowout ever. And we made it through the first quarter.
0: I feel like it's the last Super Bowl that a running back was the most important player on the team, too that won it
1: mm-hmm. other bowl party. You want to hear the bo- uh, Tennessee bowl party that I threw? That was actually sure. a good one. Tennessee, Virginia. Remember that?
0: Oh yeah. Where they came. I don't remember, but I know the story. They were down 22 to three and came back in won 23 to 22. Derek Dooley was on that Virginia team guys. Um, I'm always
1: bring it back to the duels. Um, there you go,